All right, everybody, welcome in to another edition of Load the Box, the single greatest live show slash podcast uh, that you can listen to if you want to get some Vikings content into your veins. Tonight we are talking about the second T. Shelton hat game the Vikings will play this season as this weekend they go up against Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Will, let me get your opinion. Will we beat Jeff Saturday on a Saturday? It's a funny question that you asked me that in that specific way because I remember very vividly the one time that the Indianapolis Colts beat Tom Brady in the AFC championship game. Um, Actually, it wouldn't have been the AFC championship game. I think it might have been the divisional round. Um, It was the year, I believe, in which the the Colts went on to the Super Bowl. It might have been 06. Jeff Saturday recovered a fumble for a touchdown, and it was on a Saturday. And I remember my dad was talking about it. Like, it was the the coolest thing. And I remember, like, you know, me being the 10-year-old or whatever, and I was like, whoa. Um, so there might be something with Saturday on Saturdays, but, um, to answer your question directly, yes, they will beat the Colts on Saturday. I'll get to my prediction later, but yes, they will clinch the division on Saturday. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have asked you that in that way. I probably should have said like, are you excited to play Jeff Saturday on a Saturday? Um, but you know, that's, that's why we're the best, right? Because we'll just, we'll just kind of spitball in here, but, um, I'm excited to talk about some matchups. You know I'm going to talk about wide receivers tonight. And I actually want to, instead of talking, look, if you don't know how good Justin Jefferson is, one, you should be a Vikings fan. If you're not, thank you for tuning in and supporting the the show. But also, what are you doing here? It just kind of seems questionable. Um, But two, you know how good Justin Jefferson is. Let's flip it over to the Colts weapons that they have on offense. Outside of Jonathan Taylor, who's kind of having a down season, can you even call it a down season? It feels like he had one good season, and, and this year has not been so great. Um, but I want to talk about the weapons. I mean, Michael Pittman, and specifically uh, Alec Pierce. And the reason I want to bring him up is because he went to UC, baby. And uh, we make uh, we make large payments to UC in this household. So um, it's my wife's alma mater, and so I, I obviously want to talk about him. I actually, like, I, I love the Colts wide receivers. Um, I, I think they need like an alpha, like they need a Jefferson. I think every team says at this point, like we need a Jefferson type, Yeah. but I think Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, are just too, they're so like electric with the plays that they can make Michael Pittman, of course, you know, just with that size, um, and his ability to catch those like contested type balls. And then Alec Pierce with kind of that boning speed down the sideline. I think that this wide receiver co is going to give the Vikings trouble whether we play, you know, we could completely change the way we play defense and we could stop playing plus man. But then we have to worry about the speed that they have. They also have Paris Campbell, who is who is no slouch either. And so it, it makes me pretty nervous um, going up against the Colts and the, and the weapons that they have. So that's kind of something that I wanted to, to key in on and I wanted to point out early is that, you know, uh, Shaco, the Vikings defense has to play well to win the division on Saturday. This is not just a, you know, this this game will not be handed to us by anybody. What what scares you or what are you excited about on Saturday? Yeah, it's it's a good question and it's a it's it's an interesting sort of week because the Colts are 4 and 8 and 1. They're not 
they're not a good team by really any measure. Um, you know, their offensive line has been a strength in years past. This year, it's a little bit down. Um, they've had they've had some injuries, but that's kind of every team. Um, Jonathan Taylor, like you said, not having as explosive of a season. If I if I remember right, he's missed at least three games um, with some injury. Um, but the thing that I think scares me the most is, you know, every week with the Vikings is will they have the ability to slow down the opposition's passing game? And you hit on it well with their with their receivers and their weapons. Paris Campbell can fly. Um, Alec Pierce has been sort of a revelation, uh, is a rookie, I believe, right? He's a rookie? Yeah, yeah, he's a rookie. Oh, look like we got some foozing. Uh yep. Yeah, and frankly – Frankly, I don't even, uh, I don't even, okay. Um, I don't even remember him from Cincinnati, to be honest. I don't remember ever watching him at Cincinnati, even though like I watched Cincinnati last year. I think it was probably because I was, everyone was just enamored with Sauce Gardner and, and Kobe Bryant and uh, who is their quarterback, uh, Desmond Ritter. Like that was like, I feel like that's the, yeah. all that people watched the Cincinnati Which, last year. Which fun fact, Desmond Ritter also stouting on Sunday. So he's he's stout hey. for the Falcons. So you know that UC it's big, is it's a big day for UC. UC is showing up. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's that. I think it's my biggest fear isn't even so much the Colts. It's more like what are we gonna do defensively to change things up and to actually make ourselves respectable. Um, you know, hearing what the coaches have had to say in the last couple of days, everyone from Kirk Cousins to Ed Donatel to maybe even Matt Daniels have been grilled about the defense. And um, it's funny watching, you know, the quarterback get grilled about his defense. What's he supposed to say? You know, they're playing terrible. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing. And, I mean, hearing what the coaches have had to say, you know, there's been some good things insofar as they've been very honest about the issues and needing to be introspective and look for ways to improve. But then at the same time, you hear Ed Donatel say, say something along the lines of, you know, we just have to execute what we're doing better. And that could be true. I'm not nearly the football mind that Ed Donatel is, but it's not working. It hasn't really been working. Um, turnovers are not the only thing you can rely on to win games. And so there's a little bit of a concern there. Now, I will say before I um, pause here, if you're going to rely on, a, on turnovers to beat a team, the Indianapolis Colts are the team to rely on it against. They lead the league with 26 of them. That's really bad. Um, <laughs> two, two per game is very, very bad. Um, and on the same token, they've only taken the ball away 12 times. So do the math there. That's a really bad turnover uh, to takeaway ratio. So um, if you're going to have to rely on turnovers to win, it's against this team. It's against this quarterback. Um, yes, Matt Ryan has been great throughout his career. He won an MVP, but he's lost more than one step. Um, and so it's uh, it's definitely a good opportunity for the Vikings to get off the mat defensively. But regardless of how many turnovers they force, I'd like them to not give up 400 yards. Um, let's keep it under 300. Let's see if we can do that against a not very good offense all around. Yeah, I think for me it is it, the defense. It's really easy to say, you know, uh, how do I want to phrase it? Like sweep it under the rug. 
right? Like hide the hide the poop, whatever you want to say. Like you know, like it's it's easy to be like, oh well, they got the interception to seal the game. Who cares that they gave up so many yards? They were good in the red zone today. Who cares that they gave up so many? Well, eventually you play Detroit, and Detroit's a hot team. Detroit's a good team right now, and your defense doesn't get any stops, and they don't get turnovers, and all of a sudden. You know, if your offense doesn't play the perfect game, you're done. And and you're cooked and you're fried. And so um, I think that's kind of a wake-up call. Uh, I, I don't – I've listening to O'Connell and everybody talk. I, Donatel's not going anywhere. He, he's just not. No. Uh, I respect the decision. Uh, you mentioned it on Monday night. You're not a big advocate of midseason firings. Uh, Ed Donatel will not – this is a hot take – will not be – the defensive coordinator of the Vikings in 2023. I think we can all comfortably say that. So, you know, it is – hopefully he is not so, uh, you know, uh, stubborn that he refuses to make any schematic changes to uh, his defense. Um, I pulled up Jonathan Taylor's stats because you kind of brought up that, he, you know, he's not having the best season. Uh, he has missed three games with injury. Um and he has only had two games of over 100 yards rushing this season, um, which is not What's very his total good. Yards? What's his total yards? I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> oh, okay. Unfortunately, I literally, I just, I was like, what's the quickest way I can do this? I pulled up the ESP and fantasy app because my brother has him on his fantasy team. Sure. And so I was, it was right there, but, um, find yeah, 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 absolutely. And so I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, obviously you're, you're going to have to key in on stopping him because I will, I do want to note his two games of over 100 rushing yards have both been, I mean, 147, 161. So it, if he, if he gets going, he gets going. So we're going to have to keep him him contained early and I think it's and flipping it over now to talk about the exciting part of this game and, and what every Vikings fan wants to talk about and wants to be on the field the most um the Vikings offense has to you know put up enough points that Jonathan Taylor becomes a non-factor he's not a pass catcher yeah they might throw him like an easy screen or two um on Sunday but make Matt Ryan make Alec Pearson Michael Pittman who again I I adore the the wide receivers I think that they're like a piece away but make them throw the ball to get back into the game and preferably I know this is actually like this isn't sarcasm it's a lot to ask preferably just keep scoring and keeping like go up two possessions and never let them get within two you know like just keep keep it at two possessions keep this game out of reach the entire time um because I at this point I'm starting to get so pessimistic about this defense that I think the the way the Vi- the, the key to the Vikings winning games is turnovers which is not something you want to rely on come playoff time uh, oh, it is just having an offense that is so potent that the defense doesn't matter. And maybe that means yeah. you make some more early aggressive felt down calls. Like, you know, if it's felt down from like the 45 in the first quarter, you go for it because it's like we don't want to put the defense out here. Like we're, we're going to keep, you know, sending them out there. So I don't know what it's going to entail, but I think the Vikings have to fully embrace like we are an all offensive team, 99 offense, you know, zero defense. Um, if you were talking about Madden ratings and – and I just kind of want to see him go for it, and, and I would like to see them step on the Colts' throat and, and never relent, but I have a weird feeling yeah. that won't happen. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, I think, to, I think to that point, I mean, the uh, the Colts aren't a great team. They really have one good win this year. They beat the Chiefs, which is actually pretty impressive. Apart from that, it's a bunch of bad losses and a bunch and a few meh wins and a tie um, to the Texans. But um, – 
the one thing that the Colts can hang their hat on is their defense. They <clears throat> they're only 18th in points, but part of that could be poor offense, turnovers, short fields. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can't really. There's no defense for bad for turnovers on offense. It's just no matter how 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 good your defense is, you're going to give up points that way. Um, <clears throat> but they are third in passing yards allowed, um, and sixth in yards per play. So. They're definitely a good defense in that regard. Um, you can beat them on the ground, so we're going to have to sort of go back to that. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm dating myself a little bit here, but the uh, Arizona Cardinals game where we relied on the ground game um, and then opened it up for the pass game, we might have to go back to that sort of formula to beat Indianapolis. Um, now that being said, Justin Jefferson is still on this team, and Kirk Cousins still throws him the ball, and so regardless of how good a passing defense is, the Vikings will be able to move the ball through the air. I believe that. Um, I believe the Dallas game was a bit of an anomaly because you, you look at the other top 10 defenses that they beat in that stretch, New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, um, New England Patriots, wow, all from the same division. Um, <clears throat> when you look at those games, they were able to move the ball through the air. And so, I'm not terribly worried about this team not being able to move the ball, but if I could implore Kevin O'Connell of one thing is get the run schemes ready to go and get Dalvin cook some, some space and let him, let him operate a little bit because we're going to need that um, to have a good offensive day. You can't, we just, you can't rely on 200 yards from Jefferson every Sunday. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, he could probably do it, he he's really good at football, but like you say, you can't you can't depend on that. And and it would be nice to get the run game uh, up and going against this defense. I do want to say, uh, since Jeff Saturday has taken over, they they beat Las Vegas, they almost beat Philly. I don't really remember how the Pittsburgh game went, and then they will end the Dallas game at the start of the fourth quarter. And Dallas hung thirty three unanswered on them to make that game a big time blowout. So. It's the Dallas loss. I'm, I mean, look, you lose by that many points. It's a, it's bad. Like it's it's a bad hey, we, loss. We lost to Dallas by 37, also. So. Absolutely, <laughs> but they didn't score. You know, 37 points in the fourth quarter. They, you know, but yeah. I, I will say, and that's where like a lot of the turnovers and stuff. If the Vikings defense does play opportunistic, I won't complain. If the Vikings do the same bullcrap as always, um, but they are capitalizing on a turnover happy offense. Then I, you know, I, look, we have problems, but let's just win this division and get at, and you know celebrate, and then let, let's start thinking about the playoffs and, and playoff seating and that kind of stuff. Um, but Jeff Saturday does have this team; it, he has this team playing very hard, and so mm-hmm. I think if there's a lot of Vikings fans that are already buying their you know their play their home playoff tickets, and don't get me wrong, ninety nine percent is ninety nine percent chance to win the division. One win, one loss, one tie from us, Detroit, or either one. The odds are we're going to win the division, but like let's let's take care of business on on Saturday. Almost at Sunday, let's take care of business on Saturday, so that way we can host a playoff game in U.S. Bank Stadium, and and we don't have to worry about that. Uh, should we should we like expect Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith to dominate this game? I mean, it's Matt Ryan. He is the opposite of mobile, and the Colts' offensive line has not been been good at all this season. So, like, is that is that too yeah. high of an expectation? It's uh, you walked right into my next point, so thank you very much. I uh, I agree the, the the Colts offensive line, which like I said has been a strength in years past, especially run blocking, 
is not as good this year. Um, they're doing okay. I guess you could, you could make an argument that they're doing okay on the ground, but um, their pass blocking has been atrocious. They have the 27th best sack percentage allowed, basically meaning they give up, you know, a sack more often per pass attempt than 26 of the other teams. Um, and they've allowed the most sacks in the league, uh, 46. And so what that tells you is, couple things one they've been behind a lot so they have to pass a lot and two they have a bad offensive line and so to answer your question directly there is an element of this game where we have to see our edge department as they call themselves dominate this game um it doesn't have to be hunter it doesn't have to be smith in fact i'll just throw it out there right now patrick jones is getting my game ball on defense. I think, um, <clears throat> I think he is, he's improved a lot this year and he's taken some snaps, not away from Zadarius Smith, but because of Zadarius Smith's, you know, nagging knee, um, according to the coaching staff, Smith is healthy now. So that's, uh, that's a good sign, but that's also what they say about all football players. So, um, I'm, I'm, I, I like to see Patrick Jones get in there, mix it up. He's had, you know, his first, <clears throat> his first three career NFL sacks this season. Um, he's been very active in the run game. And so he's someone who I look to, to see, you know, make some plays while the Colts are un, undoubtedly going to be focusing on Hunter and Smith and, you know, and they maybe bring in their speed pass rush to get after the quarterback. And they have all three of those guys on the field at once maybe Patrick Jones gets a sack or two. So um, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a game where you look to those guys to dominate, you know, maybe they don't get six sacks, but they're making Matt Ryan rush the rush throws and they're hitting him in the pocket throwing. He's, you know, maybe sail a couple for an interception or two. They have to be disruptive. If you look at the, the Detroit game, Jared Goff could have sat down in a lawn chair and made those throws. There was nobody around him. And so, that's going to have to be a big change on Saturday. Yeah, I I I asked that and obviously, you know, I'm being snouty and I'm I'm you know, obviously being a little bit of a of a of a smout, you know what, but like I, I, come on guys, like you got to get some pressure. And Detroit does have a good offensive line, you know. I mean, the offensive line is so good. The starting left tackle can catch game-winning passes from from Jared Goff against us. But, yeah, it is unreal. But we're going up against a bad O-line and an old quarterback. I mean, this is where the Vikings pass rush should feast because I would argue that that, is the, that should be the strongest part of our team. And it's felt like they've just died off. It really does. Um, and so I would like to see them really step it up. I do like the Patrick Jones pick. That is a sleepo pick, and that is what I live for um, because I, I just love that kind of stuff. I love picking guys for game balls. Um that that you don't expect you know those those the guys whose jerseys you can buy on nflshop.com and then those the guys whose jerseys you have to make on nflshop.com and patrick jones he's a mako so yes I, i'm gonna talk about my game ball here's a guy whose jersey i own if the vikings want to clinch the division this sunday Kirk cousins has to go for like 320 i think and jefferson has to i'm not gonna say has to go for 200 but jefferson has to be on and I just th I don't think the Vikings run game is going to just dominate the way that we expect it to or we want it to. 
And so we need Kirk Cousins in the passing attack to look good. We need Kirk Cousins to have a big bounce back game. Not that he played badly, but you know he's the leader of the team. So if the team loses, it's a bounce back game for him as well, I guess. Uh, so Kirk Cousins leads this team to a bounce back. We need him to to I don't want to say go off, but have a very very respectable, very good day, uh, and put on a t-shirt and a hat afterwards. Um, because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, after this game, it is. Is it three straight road games to finish out? No, we got the Giants at home on Christmas Eve. Okay. And then it's two straight division road games to close it out, which no matter how bad those two teams are, it's not going to be easy. No, not at all. But um, I, I, for some reason, I thought we played the Giants in uh, New Jersey, but we don't. So, um, yeah. It should I, be I, a road game for the Giants too, right? Uh, no, because they are the New Jersey Giants. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, you know, like, well, then let's go ahead. Let's take care of the division. Let's go into the Giants game, playing a lot more loose. Like, you know, it, there's just kind of that overhanging cloud of like, yep. we got to do it. And like, if Detroit wins tomorrow, oh, tomorrow, <laughs> Detroit wins on Saturday and we lose on, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this sentence. Sunday. Yeah. If Detroit, <laughs> if Detroit wins Sunday after we lose on Saturday, I mean, everybody's just going to feel a little bit tight as that 99% goes to like 93% and like this, you know, everyone let's, let's just take care of business. You know, let's just take care of business. Um, I'm going to do my game prediction really quickly. I know I got, I've been talking. I got, a, I got a quick question for you. You, Absolutely. Mentioned, uh, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, everybody's favorite guy um, showed up at toys for tots the the drive on Monday with Patrick Peterson and um, Adam Thielen and Harrison Phillips. And those guys, they were all, uh, clowning around with the kids that was cool to see justin jefferson has 1500 yards on the dot today we got four games left do you think he'll get the 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 2000 yard mark i'm going to say something to you now that i can say to you because you have said this um i was not gonna talk about it because i every time i talk about it justin jefferson then has like a two catch 20 yard performance so his bad performances have come after i've talked about like this is what he needs to do to break the record but um yeah i think he could i mean i think he definitely could and it's not like he's going up against defenses that i feel he cannot you know get 100 120 200 yards like i think that he has one 200 yard day in him left this season um, I think it's against Green Bay. I'll tell you that much. Um, I think he's going to touch Green Bay in Lambeau, and I think that's going to be a fun game for Vikings fans, and maybe we see a, a fake moon a la Andy Moss. But um, <laughs> I think he can get that. I really do. Um, getting into my prediction, think, is that oh, – I'm I sorry, think the go ahead. Last, yeah, sorry, last thing on that. I think the only way that he doesn't get 2,000, which would also break the record just so everybody's aware – 1946 is the record set by Calvin Johnson. The only way he does not get 2000 if he's, is if he sits for rest in week 18, which could happen depending on where playoff seeding yeah. is. You know, if the Vikings have the two seed locked up or for if some terrible reason, they have the three seed locked up and they can't move up any further. You could see a lot of starters sit week 18. I think that's the only way he does not get it. So that's my hot take. <clears throat> All right. Go ahead. Game All prediction. Right. I like it. No, no, no. I like it. I like it a lot. Because um, it is it is fun. It is fun to see this historic or maybe historic season from a Vikings wide receiver. It's, well, it's- and also the crazy thing about it, this is kind of a la 2019 MLB season when the Twins and the Yankees broke the home run record in the same season. 
Tyreek Hill could also get 2,000 yards this year. It's very possible. So that's the insane thing about the way these two wide receivers are playing. So anyhow. Also, don't, if he does break it, if either of them break it, do not say this, well, Calvin Johnson did it with 16 games and they did it with 17. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Calvin Johnson broke a record from when they only played like 14 games. So yep. cry me over, you know, whatever. Like if, if we want to do that, then whatever. Let's go back in time and just – only give records to guys that played when they played three games a season for ham sandwiches. <laughs> like, you know, that that whole thing. Um, anyway, so getting into predictions and, and everything like that, uh, I'm predicting the Vikings lose this game. And I, I feel like a Debbie Downo. And talking about this really makes me want to flip my pick. And it makes me want to put on my Vikings professional wrestling mask and pull out my old El Viking Lucha character that I used to do on a different show. But... I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the Vikings to lose this game um, because it just is never easy for this team. And it would not shock me one bit if the Vikings had a must-win game against Chicago in the last week of the season to win the division just because it is never easy for this team. And so I'm going to pick them to lose this week. I they're gonna let's let's just let's say our mantras let's let's uh, empower ourselves. The Vikings are winning the division, just not this week. Just not this week. Maybe this week. Maybe Detroit loses. But let's let's you know nobody panic afterwards. I do. I'll get into the analysis part of it. I guess. Um, Jonathan Taylor is really good at football, and I know he's having a down season. Uh, but the fact that he has had so many games of like eighty yards rushing, kind of makes me nervous. It kind of feels like uh, Tom Brady getting beat, you know, blown out in a, in Fox's game of the week, and now he's going to play the Bengals, and Bengals fans that I have spoken to are not excited about this game because, oh, crap, we have to play Tom Brady after he just got blown out. That historically goes bad for the Bengals. So it's kind of that. It's like this ticking time bomb where it's like, when's he going to have the 200 yard day? And I'm afraid Jonathan Taylor is going to have a very big day against the Vikings. Uh, the defense just doesn't impress me. And I think it's going to be a close game that the Vikings end up losing as it comes down to the wire, because the defense just doesn't get the, the key interception late. And, you know, I think the offense will look fine, but they'll be limited with the time they have with the ball due to Jonathan Taylor's dominance on Saturday. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I want him. I want, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong so bad, but that that's where I'm at. Please, please bring some positivity hey, into this show. Hey, I, I appreciate the, the honesty. Did you, did you tell me a score? What's your prediction for a final score? Um, I texted it to you and I forgot exactly what it was. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I will say this because I'm saying it's going to be such a run dominant game. I'm going to say it's going to be a 20 to 17 game. Okay. All right. You know, the depressing thing about this is that it kind of like, it's, it's the kind of game where you could see that happening, you know, like, especially, but I also think we need to, we need to put this in perspective. We, we also have the lens of ghosts of Vikings past haunting us and how, you know, these sort of weird interconference games against the AFC where you don't really know an opponent as well. They have one really good player and he dominates. It's kind of a primetime game. It's not. Uh, it's a standalone game. Weird stuff happens to the Vikings. Um, so there's a little bit of that in there. I know that that's influencing your opinion a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go Vikings win this game. Um, funny thing is preseason, 
basically your analysis is exactly my analysis. You know, I, I did my preseason game picks. I picked the Colts to win. Um, and by and large this season, I have not moved off those preseason picks because I, I have integrity. Um, however, in the games in which there is drastic information change, like just there is so much different about, like, for example, the Dolphins. I wasn't going to pick the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson. If Tua was playing, I was going to stick with my Dolphins pick, my preseason Dolphins pick. With the Colts, information has completely changed. They have a different head coach. They're 4-8-1. and one. They've been lethargic at best, anemic at worst. And so, you know, this is a, a defense that you, know, you can't take lightly. They have a Hall of Famer, Stephon Gilmore, on the outside. But the Vikings also have an all, a Hall of Famer on the outside. And no matter what you try and do against number 18, the Colts are going to have problems. If they try and go single coverage with, with Gilmore on him, he will toast him. Stephon Gilmore is good. He is still savvy. He is still smart, but he is not Stephon Gilmore in his prime. And Justin Je- Jefferson is roasting whoever you put on him, quite frankly, at this point. And so that is, that's just a matchup frankly a matchup nightmare for the Colts unless they're able to you know do some things and confuse the Vikings offensively confuse Jefferson and force him to beat double coverage or over the top help etc I think the Vikings win I think Jefferson has a big day but I think specifically the Vikings run game gets going a little bit more I'm not expecting 150 yards by any stretch but I'd like I'd like to expect triple digits from the run game um, to help balance things out a little bit. This is a bad Colts rush defense, and I think there is there's got to be a little pride in those guys up front. And I don't know how we haven't mentioned this yet, but Christian Derrissaw will be back. Yeah. On Saturday, Garrett Bradbury might be. There's kind of some negative reports about his availability, but he has participated a little bit in practice this week, so we'll see on him. But the big boon is that we'll get uh, 71 back, which is huge. One of the best blocking uh, left tackles in the run game in the NFL. And so that's going to be a huge lift for this team in the run game. Um, so all that being said, the Vikings offense is more consistent, more balanced. The Colts offense is just bad. And I think the Vikings defense figures out enough to where they can slow down Jonathan Taylor, force Matt Ryan to make some mistakes. I'm not even predicting any turnovers. I'm not even going to go that far and predict that we get X number of turnovers. I just think our our defense is going to have to play with a little more pride than they have in the last couple of weeks and uh, make some more plays. So I think the Vikings will shut down that bad offense enough um, to to win 26-19. 27-19, sorry. I love it. Uh, so still a one-score game, but it's going to be one of those games where the Colts are kind of scratching and clawing at the end to even make it remotely close. All right. Um, well, I love it. I love the optimism. Um, somebody on this show has to stay optimistic. Um, there's a lot, there's, I'm taking this Lions loss pretty difficult, if you can't tell. Um, you know, I'm, I'm coming on here. I'm picking the – Fell eight and one fighting Jeff Saturdays to beat us. I mean, Will, you basically just said Jeff Saturday is the Skylar Thompson of head coaches. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we'll, we'll see what happens. I really hope I'm wrong. I, it, it is kind of a hot take that I'm I'm putting it out there, just like you know what this could this is one 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put money on and say like eh, the Vikings are gonna lose it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I lose that money. I'm not actually gambling this week. But um, very quickly, yeah. I have. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say this. This this can be my final thought, and then you can close it down. The sort of strange thing about this game is that the Colts are coming off a bye, and the Vikings are gone on a short-ish week, and so. In a way, there's that little weird sort of gamesmanship and, you know, the Colts have an extra week to prepare. Now, with Jeff Saturday, a rookie non-coach, I guess, um, how much does one extra week really help you? Um, but that is something to take uh, take into consideration. Yeah. But the Vikings this season are 2-0 and after, after losses going into short weeks. They lost in Philadelphia on a Monday, one on a Sunday. They beat Detroit on a Sunday. They lost badly to the Cowboys on a Sunday, beat the Patriots on a Thursday. Same thing here. Lose on a Sunday, let's win on a Saturday. So the Vikings are good on short weeks. The players and the coaches remain optimistic and upbeat. So um, let's, I, I would assume they keep riding that wave um, and get the job done. Absolutely. One final question for you. You said you expect a big day from Jefferson. Give me a yardage total. That's all I need. Uh, 127. 120. I love it. I flipping love it. All right. Well, I hope you are correct. I'm in the fantasy playoffs and Justin Jefferson's on my team. Make sure to check out Unified Athletic Whale. Follow the show on Twitter at LTB Vikings. Follow Will on Twitter at Will Bad Lose, the GOAT Twitter handle. And check out VikingsTerritory.com as well as the Bad Loser blog. I've been Jeldon Hawthorne. He has been Will Goodwin. Looking for a good win on Saturday against the Colts at noon. Saturday at noon, not Sunday, Saturday. It's a college football kickoff well it's not because you you guys do it at 11 and i'm you know eastern time zone saturday at noon is the game uh but most importantly as always we're going to leave you with a skull y'all